in. Good to have you. Good to have you. Get back to the phone calls coming up here in just a moment. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Feel free to go ahead and do so. I'm talking some Packers football. Packers uh, off today, back at it tomorrow. Christian Watson, no concussion. Romeo Dobbs, high ankle sprain, and we kind of figured that uh, when he went down. He he didn't look good um, when he went down with that ankle injury. Torn ACL for Rashawn Gary. His season comes to an end. Um, the the injuries just continue to kind of mount. So the wide receiving core is extremely thin at this point. So I, that's why that's another thing uh, when you talk about throwing Jordan Love in there. If that's the direction you want to go, Jordan Love's going to have the same receiver receiving core to work with that Rodgers does, the same offensive line that Rodgers does. I don't know if you think it's going to all of a sudden get better. And then the other question is, if you're going to make an evaluation on Jordan Love, is it fair to evaluate Jordan Love when you have such an incredibly depleted team? You know? That's the other thing. So I, I I don't know if I'd throw Jordan Love into that and then say, well, if Jordan Love doesn't do well, well, then there's another. Uh, and I'm not defending Jordan Love because I've never thought Jordan Love was going to be great. But I've always looked at it like, you know, if you're going to throw him into the mix, at least give the guy a compliment of wide receivers and such to be able to go and see if he can't, you know, do just as well, if not just a little bit better or just a little bit worse than Aaron Rodgers. Don't throw the guy out there with a patchwork offensive line, a, a completely depleted, <laughs> a completely depleted, uh, you know, wide receiving core, and then say, well, I can't understand why he didn't play well. I mean, I think it's unfair to him too. So uh, just, my, just my thought, just my thought throwing it out there. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to uh, Ross listening to us in Lake Mills. Ross, how you doing, man? What's going on? How much? Hey, Bill. Just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, Jermichael Finley would run that post. And I know Tunyon's not not quite the athlete that Jermichael is, but why aren't we seeing any throws down the middle, you know, the slip streams? and posts like that why yeah that's a great question uh i don't know if they don't have the ability to do it i don't know if uh they're bringing they're keeping tanya in for blocking or mercedes lewis in for blocking i mean i know they've done that throughout the season when there's been the patchwork offensive line especially when zach tom's in there to make sure that he's had help um we've seen tanya on some crossing patterns and such but we have not seen tanya use and remember he's coming back from you know a, a knee injury as well but we have not seen him used nearly as much as I thought we would uh, this season. Right. I think that has more to do with the fact that they've needed them for blocking than it has been that they've actually been able to use them as a tight end. And, and the other thing to remember is when you're moving everybody up in the box because you don't have any kind of a deep threat, so you're bringing your safeties up, you're bringing up your corners, you're playing a man on the outside or a zone on the outside, uh, you know, a cover two or a cover three, and, and it's because guys simply can't get open – you're, that's not going to be conducive for a tight end to go streaking down untouched down the middle either because if you're putting safeties up in the box and you can cover with either a middle linebacker or a safety, you don't necessarily need to. So that's part right, of the reason had, my assumption would be, yeah. They had Degora 
there's a video going around. There's Degora coming wide open through the middle of strip on a post and yeah. just doesn't even look at him. I mean, it would have been a touchdown. Right. No, I I, I agree. Um, I <laughs> There's times Rodgers has had wide open receivers this year that we've all looked at the film and, and saw the all 22. And, you know, all of a sudden you see – you know, a guy wide open. And even Roger's head seems to be turned in that direction where he's looking at that guy and for whatever reason just doesn't unleash the football. I, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to be behind closed doors listening to Aaron explain why he doesn't want to throw it to a wide open receiver or a guy that's got a step. Right, right. Appreciate yeah. it, though. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670 for those on the, uh, on the live stream. Sorry about that. I thought I had hit the uh, the button to turn the sound back on, and I didn't. So my apologies. Or I, I hit it. I just didn't hit it hard enough. So my apologies. Uh, Cardi says, uh, hey, unit, uh, love the program. No way I put Jordan Love in. With a depleted wide receiving core in this offensive line, all you're going to do is get the guy killed, kill his confidence, and then lower his trade value. I wait till the end of the season and then make some determination as to what you want to do with Jordan Love. Let's get back. Uh, let's get back to it. Steve, listening to us in Green Bay. Steve, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Uh, not too much, Bill. Um, when Adams left, he kind of hinted that he didn't know how long Rogers would be here. Correct. And he didn't sound like he wanted to play with love to me. Correct. You know his word. His words were at the podium. I love Jordan, but and then he went on to a different sentence. He stopped yeah. short of saying, "But but Jordan's not going to get me the the statistics I need to get me a gold jacket." Yeah, when you play sports and you practice with everybody every day, you can kind of tell can this guy play or not. Right. You know, you can kind of tell this guy's no good. This guy's good. And just one other thing. I would fire Booty and hire Elliot Wolf right now and give him full reign of football operations. Uh, why? I'm just asking why. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking why him. Um, just because of what he learned from his dad, and now he's with Bilicek. And mm-hmm. I know he's only 40. But he started when he was like twelve years old, right? And no, I, I get he it. He had to learn something from his dad and from Belichick. Well, out I of the Belichick uh, regime, I'm sure that there's uh, been for what he's done and the knowledge he's gained. Absolutely, I would agree with that. He's he's. Don't forget, he also went to Cleveland. Uh, and spent yep. some time, a short period of time there, and that was under Dorsey when Dorsey left uh, Kansas City and went into Cleveland. And it's amazing because Dorsey went in and found some really good talent. He was a guy that found Patrick Mahomes and company, and they did some pretty good things. And then he moved on, and then things did not go well. And then obviously into Cleveland, and things did not go well. But Dorsey's still an incredibly uh, incredible talent evaluator. So uh, the fact that Elliot went with him, too, and kind of saw how he does things, I, I, I would not disagree with that. I I'd wonder how he would do coming back to take on the Packers organization. I just think the timing wasn't right for Elliot Wolf when uh, when the opportunity came available. Well, maybe it is now. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, buddy. 
He uh, he drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Certainly, you know, you talk about a guy that knows Packers, Packers way, Packers scouting. But I, I mean, I don't know what kind of feelings there were behind closed doors when Elliot Wolf didn't get that job. I don't know if maybe, uh, you know, if if Gutekinds is gone or maybe because Mark Mark Murphy was the one that did not go in that direction. Remember, they basically hired uh, you know Ted Thompson's protege, and that was Brian Gutekinds. When everybody thought that Elliot Wolf would be the next in line, I I know Ron was disappointed. Uh, we had a chance to talk to Ron in studio, uh, like right after that. Ron was disappointed uh, that Elliot didn't get more of a a run at the job for whatever reason, but but I, I that's it's a good it's a good point. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, this one is from, uh, this is from Randy. Randy says, uh, Hey Bill, what about, uh, replacing the general manager and Russ ball? Now, when you say Russ ball, because of the money and the situation, the green Bay Packers are in and they've thrown a lot of bad money down a very bottomless pit. Okay. I thought they did a magnificent, when you just strictly talk money, I thought they did a magnificent job in manipulating the salary cap to get everybody under the cap and get themselves some extra money. They were facing a mass deficit going into the offseason. Um, just a mass deficit, and they did a really good job. Uh, that I'll give them credit for all day long. All day long. Give them a ton of credit. Um, so I, I, I won't, I won't badmouth them in that sense because I thought they did a magnificent job in just being able to get uh, a, a bunch of – money under the cap, guys under the cap, f- somewhat favorable contracts under the cap, and still be able to afford to go out and get uh, a couple of pieces. And, and I thought the draft that they brought in, short of maybe Christian Watson, I would have loved to see them go up rather than down. But that being said, I, I was pretty happy overall with the, the guys that they picked. And we always wait and see how it's going to work out. And, and the, the results as of right now on this this past year's draft Eh, that really won't be known for the next couple of years, unfortunately. 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phone calls. Let's talk to Mike listening to us down in Cudahy. Mike, welcome to the program, man. Well, what's going on? Well, you know, I've been listening to a lot of your callers here. Uh, Bill, I'm not going to throw Rodgers underneath the bus. I mean, people are saying he's not hitting his first, second, third checkdowns, but... He's been running for his life quite a bit this season because of that offensive line. So it's bad enough that you can only scan one half of the field, okay, when you're behind that line. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing is the thumb. Maybe it's worse than a lot of people are leading on to other people to think. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, the Packers have really shot themselves in the foot too, like you were mentioning before about – the penalties and and you know the personal fouls and that all comes down to the coaches and their respect you know offense defense special teams if this discipline doesn't get taken care of you're gonna see a lot of coaching changes at the end of this year they're gonna have to retool and revamp this team and as far as uh love goes you know do you remember bill everyone's got short memories when the regime took over uh rogers taking over for five nobody liked it 
And, you know, he was playing behind Fire Pro, I think, three years, too. So, right. really, we don't know what kind of unknown commodity or liability we have with Love because his body of work has yet to be discovered. So, I think we just played a season out, and like I called yesterday, I said, look, if, if they don't like Love, if they know more than we do. Either draft another quarterback if if he's available or, or whatever they need. You know, just the best athlete at the best position at the time. That's the only bright spot that we can all look forward to with this season. This season's shot. It really is. Yeah. And realistically, this window has shut. I, I really believe it is shut. And another chapter is going to be, you know, we're going to be moving on. When you say this chapter is shut, how do you mean? That, that as far as the well, quarterback think, and the coaching staff or what? Both. Because if you think about it, Bill, we, the last few seasons we've had 13 wins, perfect storm, hosting you know a, a game at home, and we're one and done. We bow out. So nothing has worked. I mean, what? who's to say this is going to just change 180 degrees from the last few seasons? We're going to find out how good LaFleur is because everything was rosy. Now, in the face of adversity, we're going to find out just what kind of coach he is when he comes under, when he comes under the gun. Yeah. No doubt. I, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for the thought. Thank you. Uh, good stuff. We're getting a lot of good calls today. Keep them up. 877-867-1670. Going to take a quick break, come back, get back into those calls. But if you're looking to purchase a new home, which I know right now interest rates, they're, they're in flux, man. They've been going up, and you're trying to kind of find that house. Maybe the housing market slowed down. Maybe selling your house has slowed down a little bit. But... Uh, my guy, Scott Ellis, with Homeside Financial, he is the guy when I was going through the divorce and I was coming out and I needed a refi and I was going through my home buy and all that stuff. Man, I, I tell you what, you talk about somebody taking care of you every step of the way. Our guys over there at Homeside Financial, call him 312-218-4141. 312-218-4141. Don't let the phone number fool you. 318-218-4141. Uh, he's right here in our own backyard. And I use Scott, like I said, for my mortgage. He did an outstanding job. Uh, worked personally with him. He was always available, and it gave me and, and even just a talk, which was great because it was just like hell at that point in time. And it got me some great closing costs as well. Worried about the high rent interest rates? Don't uh, let him help you. Uh, you can always refi when the rates go back down again. If you need to refi and need to get some home equity, uh, they always talk about that as well. But get a hold of Scott three one two. 218-4141-312-218-4141 or just get a hold of them uh go to uh you can you can always get a hold of them at scott ellis team.com scott s-c-o-t-t ellis e-l-l-i-s ellis team.com scott ellis team.com you can find his stuff there he's just good dude man good dude without a doubt uh let's do this we're going to step away take a quick break we're going to come back Got a lot to get to. Uh, we're going to hear from Mike McCarthy today. Going to hear from uh, Jim Irsay, who <laughs> made some really weird analogies in the announcement yesterday when uh, bringing in the six-time Pro Bowl center uh, after firing his head coach, Frank Reich, and bringing in Jeff Saturday. We're going to hear some of his his weirdness. He has always been a strange dude. We're going to get into that. Bucks lose last night. The win streak comes to an end. But... Not worried at all. Not a big thing. Not a big deal. College basketball is underway. You've got a big one up with the uh, Badgers coming up this weekend. We got a lot to get to. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Absolutely. I was, uh, you know, Green Bay fans are very nice, and then we're expecting them to be nice Sunday afternoon. But, uh, no, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. That's, you know, you know again, I'm, I'm going there to win. Welcome back. Mike McCarthy. There you have it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. Uh, give us uh, give us a shout. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, we're going to hear more from Mike McCarthy coming up here in just a bit. Stay tuned for that because um, I want you to hear all that he has to say. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. And uh, we got, uh, let's see here. Is that, uh, Let's go to, back to David in Green Bay. David, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill, my apologies. I should have realized uh, you were up against it at the top of the hour. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, first-time caller and uh, long, well, and first-time listener. Um, it's kind of neat, though, that I got a chance to get back in, and thank you, Ben. Ben's doing a hell of a job, by the way. Um, I, I guess what I was saying is, is that at this point, you know, with the next three games, um, we got Dallas, we have um, in four days, then we have, uh, Tennessee and then Philadelphia at their place. Three and nine is in the future, Green Bay. Uh, get ready for it. And in that regard, you mentioned um, after my call coming back, why would you put love out and, hey, who cares? First round draft choices are few and far between. And we made the commitment in 2020 with Jordan Love. Um, I don't care if he has uh, the, the worst line in the league like so many first-year quarterbacks do. Our offensive line isn't that bad, but we have a great running team, and the Matt LaFleur offense is based on the running game and uh, intermediate passes, a game manager, if you will. Uh, we can't ask Aaron Rodgers to do that, but we could only expect that uh, with, what, three years into uh, Jordan Love's career. He is the best candidate that knows the offense and should be able to matriculate those calls with um, with uh, Matt Lafleur calling the plays and not worrying about what uh, the quarterback might see or could see or did see from 16, 17 years of experience. Not counting Rodgers out, but I'm just saying we need to know what we have with Jordan Love because we're going to probably be in what a top, uh, well I think we're number eight right now in the draft line. And uh, when we go to three and nine, probably top five, do we go for another quarterback or do we supplement what we think we have? And we don't know what we have until we get Jordan Love on the field. Um, other mm-hmm. than that, um, other than I'll let your callers uh, call in, unless you have a comment or a question for me. Um, uh, no, no, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. I, I, I get it. I, I, I guess I uh, appreciate the phone call. The the thought I had is, and I'll explain it maybe a little bit better. Is if if say you put Matt, or, uh, say you put Jordan Love out there right now, okay, and it looks worse. What's your determination? That he's not any good. That you need to get rid of him. That you need to move on. Or did he play pretty well for a guy really getting his first few starts of consecutive games in the National Football League? Or do you then turn around and go, well, he didn't look good, but then again, he doesn't have much to throw to. That's my only point. How do you determine just through the eyeball test as to whether or not you actually have a good product on your hands or not? Now, don't get me wrong. I Coaches know. 
behind closed doors, they already know if Jordan Love's a real deal or not. They know if he's got it. And there was this 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 perceived jump he took this year where he became more of a leader. He became more of a presence. He became a lot of the things that are intangible. But what I, you know, and the, and the the ball was really jumping off of his arm. and it, But these are all the things we hear about guys being drafted. His athleticism. You know, we hear about that. But what I wanted to see in the preseason was I wanted to see numerous glimpses of, damn, he made a throw big time. Damn, he made a read big time. He had an incredible play fake, which he did He, he on the play that I described earlier. He did on the rollout to Romeo Dobbs, dropped it into a bucket, gave him a nice pass. He had a nice pass the year prior to Jay Sternberger, even though, again, both passes fell incomplete, but he put it in to, to only where the receiver could get it, into a double coverage hole, which was, I thought, solid. I gave him credit for it. But I just didn't see that stuff enough. I saw a lot of stagnant... Um, ill-fated opportunities that's all 877-867-1670 our buddy steven richfield said another thing about uh, changing coaches mid-season is throwing the proverbial rebuild towel uh in which in my opinion is absolutely the wrong message to send to the locker room right now i know the packers are extremely beat up but on paper they have pretty much talent especially on the defensive side of the ball to do this midseason, I realize that the season is on life support, but I think that changing coaches midseason would send the wrong message to the locker room. Ironically, we got our playoff ticket notice yesterday. What bad timing uh, on that after the big piece of humble pie that the Packers got in Detroit. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. Is that right? So you're coming off of what looks to be one of the ugliest losses in Aaron Rodgers' career. <laughs> the season's pretty much done. The last of the get-right games falls by the wayside. You, It just it stinks from the head down. I mean, the whole thing sucks. And, oh, by the way, your playoff ticket vouchers show up. <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> Talk about a kick. Yeah, go ahead. Ben. Remember that story last year with someone waiting until the Packers lost in the playoffs to take down their Christmas lights? Right. Might yeah, this year you can issue. take your Christmas lights down right after New Year's. That's all right. That's uh, yeah. Because I was just looking at the schedule today, uh, because the last game of the season, because we're we're working on both Christmas Day and on New Year's Day, because uh, that's you know Packers play obviously. So the last game of this upcoming season is going to be on uh, Sunday, July or January eighth. Will be the last game, and it's really weird that we won't be working on the fifteenth or the twenty second or the 29th. You know, obviously, Super Bowl will be at. We'll be leaving uh, for Super Bowl on Friday, uh, February 10th. Or no, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Friday, February 3rd, we'll be leaving and heading out to uh, Arizona to cover the Super Bowl on uh, the February 12th because we'll be out there with our live broadcast the 6th through the 10th. Uh, but we'll probably arrive in Arizona, I think, on Friday night the 3rd or on Saturday morning the 4th, one of the two. Oh, we're not going but, for yeah, the waste kinda... management? <laughs> no. So I'd love to be there for the waste management open. It's just it, that's not the same time. That's the week prior, right? Nope, it's the same time now. Or the week, it's the same time now. Okay, it used to be the week after, but that, you know the what? NFL that's moved right. it that's back. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because when we went there uh, for the uh, Super Bowl, God, is maybe five, six, seven years ago. 
uh, the waste management was the next week, and the media night, they always have a big media party. And the media party was actually at the TPC um, Scottsdale. That's where we had the media party. Uh, it was in the parking lot. It was on the first fairway and down the fairways. Um, but it was really a cool, I mean, we got into the clubhouse, into the locker rooms where the uh, the PGA pros were going to be. A lot of the PGA pros were already in town, so they were actually there, which was pretty cool. So you're kind of mixing and mingling with the media and then some of the PGA guys. And it was it was really a well-done and very neat event that we had a chance to, to kind of hang out at. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do remember that now. Yeah, so That now was it's the Patriot weekend. Seahawks, no? The so Wilson goal line interception year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you are correct. That was also the same year that they put the Pro Bowl um, the Saturday before Super Bowl. It was before. It wasn't after. And it was before the Super Bowl. So, And it was played in the same stadium. So they played the Pro Bowl. That was Josh Sitton, John Kuhn, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Um, I think there might have been one more. But uh, I just remember being on the field for the Pro Bowl and getting – that was really great because we got a chance to sit down and just talk with those guys and uh, do interviews. We recorded a bunch of interviews right there. <clears throat> Excuse me, right there. Oh, that was the uh, the J.J. Watt one. That was when we uh, sat down and did a long interview with J.J. Watt as well, which was pretty cool. I'm sure that was great. That was yeah, that was great. That was cool. That was cool. Mike Clemens will have to tell you the story. Have Mike Clemens tell you the story. Was he bench gonna... pressing during the interview? No. Or does he save that no. for his other media stuff? He, he went down and signed at damn near every – he was the last guy on the field. He was the last guy left on the field. He was signing every autograph – taking pictures with everybody he was the mayor of phoenix i mean it was he was as genuine uh, a guy as you could possibly run across i i've never ever ever had a bad moment or a bad interview or a bad time with jj watt never he's always been the same guy so yeah uh let's do this we'll uh, step away we'll take a quick break come back a lot more to get to more of the bill michael show coming up next this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Did you see the forecast for the weekend? Hello, uh, Mr. Winter. Holy mackerel. Highs in the 30s. Upper 30s, but 30s, which means the cold weather's here. It's uh, it's knocking on our door. We're going to be 70 by Thursday. And then high, I think, of a th- uh, 38, I think, is what they said on Saturday and into Sunday. Yes! <laughs> no, I hate cold weather. I really do. But uh, we know that if you've got pillow windows and doors in Wisconsin, or maybe you're in need of them, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Because uh, if you feel the draft coming through, if you can walk past a window or a door and go, woo, you can feel the cold coming through it, it's time to replace it. Got to change it. Uh, get our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin to come out and take a look at your your needs and uh, their windows and their doors. You walk past them, you're not feeling cold. You're comfy, comfy on the inside. There is nothing better at night than when I'm sitting in the great room and the snow is falling and I got a fire going and it's nice and it's toasty and warm. I can't wait. Uh, because I just, as you know, I just had the uh, downstairs patio door 
replaced. So this will be the first year since I bought this house that all those windows and doors, oh, all of them and throughout the house, but in that particular room are going to be completely done. So I can't wait because you could always feel a draft at the back of the room. And I have not felt that at all, whether it's been warm weather, cold weather, whatever, so far this uh, this early season. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just – it's kind of like a kid with a toy. I can't wait to walk past it and not feel that cold air blown through there. So looking forward to it. Go to PellaWI.com. Right now, no interest, no payments, um, <clears throat> and uh, some awesome financing going on right now for two years. Nothing for 24 months. No no money down, no interest, no payments for two years with our friends at PellaWI.com. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PellaWI. That's 855-PellaWI. And uh, you can check it out for yourself there. Good stuff from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Uh, the 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout again, 877-867-1670. Um, give us a call, and uh, we got just a lot of different stuff going on, but I do want to get into some of the other things that are uh, being discussed coming up a little bit later on today. We're going to hear from Mike McCarthy, too, coming up in the next hour as Mac uh, went to the podium and had some things to say about his return trip to Green Bay to see the fans in Green Bay, to, and what does it mean to come back to Green Bay and such. So we're going we're gonna to hear from him coming up here. Uh, shortly. Also, Rob Reichel coming up after the top of the hour. Don't forget. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Jamie listening to us in Green Bay. Jamie, how are you doing today? What's going on? I'm good, Bill. How are you? Doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, maybe you can answer a question for me. Um, when sure. McClure starts like a season, does he take his typical offense and structure it around his quarterback strengths and weaknesses, in which case we haven't seen Love in his offense geared towards Love rather than Rodgers? So uh, ask that again. So what you're asking is, is does he cater the offense around the quarterback? Right. Um, yeah, I would assume. I mean, when you sit down and work with a quarterback, uh, I mean, there's a philosophy of offense. Don't get me wrong. You try to play to your strengths. Uh, but, yeah, you would take a look and say, okay, you, you would give certain things to a quarterback for his strengths and weaknesses. Like if you've got an incredibly intelligent quarterback, then you can do more things that are a little more complicated because the quarterback can figure it out. But I, all all play calling is pretty much the same. It's just a everybody's looking for a new wrinkle on motion, on movement, on tips, on things like that that can give you maybe a mental edge and know where to go with the football. Okay. I just was thinking whenever, like every offseason, they say they're installing the offense this week. I mean, does that is that like kind of like an, an unchanging set of plays or a structure that, that's pretty much what it is throughout the season, regardless of who the quarterback is? Or Well, sometimes when they say they're installing the offense, it's another word for changing terminology. Because oh. sometimes when you run the same offense for years, it becomes uh, very cliche, especially when you have people that leave your, your offense and go to other teams. Then they say this is the terminology they use, which a lot of it for a lot of teams is the same. But they do run different wrinkles. They have certain things that – you know, say if one guy is better, you know, kind of, you know, with outside leverage versus inside leverage, they try to work a, a pattern to where they can get that outside leverage or what have you. I mean, it, it just depends on what they want to do and who they want to kind of gear an offense towards. Do you want to continually run something to get, say, Christian Watson open downfield or because you want to run certain plays in a certain sequence that then would foreshadow another play, say, 
if you continually, you know, like they did with Christian Watson earlier this year, they kept running him in this like end around type of type of patterns and they never pitched him the ball until they finally did. And then he ends up scoring on it. So they ran it a few times to give you a look, but they didn't pitch him the football. Well, then later on in the season, they finally did. And he ended up scoring a touchdown. So sometimes you set up an offense to run things today that you're going to use tomorrow. You know what I mean? I see. Okay. Yeah. I was just kind of curious. It's like, well, like, could it be possible that if Rodgers retires at the end of the season, like, okay, LaFleur would be like, okay, let's take this offense. Here's what Jordan's good and bad at. Yeah. And Jordan may perform a little better next season, but yes, like yes. that's the case. But every, okay. every, uh, that's a great question. Appreciate the phone call. Every coach, every offensive play caller has what they like. They have a, usually it's not necessarily a, because most, just about every play has been done. In the National Football League, just about every play's been run. There's not much you're going to do that is so incredibly innovative that it's different from everybody else. Okay, now Wildcats running wide receivers as running backs, or running backs as wide receivers, or tight ends splitting out as wideouts, and there's no nothing you and I have never seen. We've seen tight ends in motion, two tight end sets, jumbo packages. Defensive linemen playing, you know, fullback. There's nothing we haven't seen. It just depends on the on the methodology with which you run it, the sequence that you run it in, and what you do maybe at times to set up that particular play. Everything is done for a reason, either to get somebody open or to run a specific play later on down the road to say, all we've ever shown is this guy right here on this crossing pattern. This time he's going to take a quick step in like he's going to take the crossing pattern, and they're going to bite on that, and then we're going to actually have him on an out-go route to where you know, the safety's already bit because we've run that play 10 times and never done it this way. So that's, that's what offensive coordinators do. That's where they get innovative, so to speak. Um, and then, yeah, you change terminology. That's another thing that you know they do every so often because – after a while, your terminology is known. You know, when you're audibling out of something into something, you know, XXX, you know, cancel, 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 whatever. You know, we all know that you're not running one play. You're running the second play because you can see the blitz coming or you can see them backing out of the blitz or, you know, whatever, you know. So, you know, I, I, I don't think there's much that you and I haven't seen. It's just the sequence in which they run it. Hopefully that makes makes some sense. 877-867-1670. Uh, good stuff today on the phone calls. Good stuff today. Um, I got a lot of stuff coming in over on the Bud Light live stream as well for all of you watching on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch TV and and everywhere else uh, over off of uh, on Twitter as well. So uh, we'll get into some of those comments coming back. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Had a chance to go out to Quick Trip, out to the uh, the giant campus that is last week, which had a great time. There were so many things about Quick Trip being not only a locally owned company, but just doing it right, doing it fresh, giving back to the employees, you know, trying to do promotions to make make you a winner in many different ways. Obviously, it drives business, and we want them to su- succeed. But they they are just all about quality, cleanliness. And saying, you know, can't wait to see you next time. That that's they they just want you to feel comfortable walking through the door. And one of the things they do is give you the opening drive contest with the Green Bay Packers. So if you stop in, you type in your quick rewards number, you're automatically registered when you're getting gas for the opening drive contest. Each week one winner is going to be chosen, and that winner 
once the Packers receive the football and off they go for every yard garnered on that opening drive, you're going to get a $10 gas card. So if they go 30, 30 yards, you're getting 300 bucks. It's not a bad way to go. If they score, you get an additional 500 It's fantastic. So check out our friends from over there at Quick Trip. Go to Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. Remember, they're local. They're from right here in the state of Wisconsin. They're great people, great ownership, great group, and they can also give you some free stuff and cash at this time of year. God knows you could enjoy it. Enjoy it because uh, with gas prices again jumping over the last couple of days, gone up almost 30 cents in the last week. It was 339. Now it's up to 379. Uh, 30, 40 cents over the last two weeks, man. Crazy. But uh, stop in and check out our friends at Quick Trip. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers restructuring their roster and depth chart. That's after the news outside linebacker Rashawn Gary suffered a torn ACL in the loss to the Lions at Ford Field Sunday. Gary done for the season. What about defensive back Eric Stokes, Mallow Fleur? I can't rule that out yet. So, um... You know, we're still doing some some further tests, getting some more information. Left guard Elton Jenkins has spent the past year coming back from his knee surgery last November. I was asked if he'd spoken to Rashawn Gary yet. I talked to Rashawn last night getting off the plane, but um, just knowing the type of guy he is, I know he's going to do the same thing. He's going to attack it the way he's supposed to attack it and come back. The injury bug, we got to get over the injury bug. It's not a good time to have it, but I feel like those guys know what's at stake and what's at hand. So whenever they are able and capable of getting back on the field, I feel like they'll be that's the approach they're going to take. Wide receiver Romeo Dobbs out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. That's according to the NFL Network. Aaron Jones' MRI was negative for his ankle injury. So now the Packers will have to regroup and get ready for the 6-2 and two Dallas Cowboys. Head coach Mike McCarthy was asked if this game will be an emotional one in his return to Lambeau Field. Uh, emotional? Uh, I think it's just like anything in this league. You have to get ready to, to go win. And you know, I have great memories um, about about Green Bay. And, you know, I've spent, spent a lot of time there. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm four years removed from working there. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to taking our team up there. And, you know, like I told them today in a team meeting that, you know, this is a this is a really cool place to compete. You know, obviously the history and tradition of Green Bay and Lambeau Field, and you know it's an experience that um, you know I want them to maximize. And but most importantly, we, you know we're going up here to win the game. That's Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. You know, one of the best things I can't wait for, especially it's kind of like opening a brand new gift, and that is our friends at Stoli's Hog Alley. Boy, that place is really taking shape after the renovation. They are uh, closer and closer and closer to the grand reopening, and I can't wait to, to be a part of it. And uh, if you're out in the uh, Summit area, the Oconomowoc area, you can see it right off of 94. You can see the progress. Uh, they're closing in on it every day. In the meantime, Stolzol 109 up in Watertown still open, still up and running. Beautiful place. Stop in, say hi to Alicia and the gang because they are just genuinely good people and keep supporting them. And uh, like you and me, I, I we just cannot wait for the grand reopening of Stolzol Hog Alley. So looking forward to it. Time now for some stock up and stock down one, Ben Kenny. It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the market so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur. From this week of football. 
Stock up. I am going to stick with the Philadelphia Eagles, even though they only won by 12 over the lowly 1-6-1 Houston Texans. Each week as an undefeated team, the pressure mounts to keep that undefeated record. God knows the Bucks have been going through it, and they just got knocked off last night. But that being said, the Philadelphia Eagles did what they ex- were expected to do. They went in and they got a win, and they now are 8-0, oh, 8-0 oh on the season. And uh, the Philadelphia Eagles get my vote for the stock up category this week. Yeah. And by the way, next they play next Monday night, uh, too, so... They play uh, an early game, and then they play a Monday night game next week against the Washington Commanders coming to town. Yeah, with a young quarterback that many thought wasn't that good. It makes you wonder. Right? Uh, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. Stock down is me. I have been going <laughs> through it recently. The Phillies lost. I, I, I don't know. I can't really put it into words. It's it's hopelessness. It's one of those <laughs> things where like my grandkids will hear about Jordan Alvarez and pulling Zach Wheeler and a team right. breaking every record for strikeouts and all that <laughs> crap. It, it, it was terrible. I, I don't want anyone to go through that. I'm doing this sarcastically. Got but it. I'm going to say stock up for Bears fans. When did, how bad do you have to be to be giddy over the last two losses? Because I, I mean, I listen to Sports Talk Radio out of Chicago every now and then. Justin Fields is just crazy. I mean, he's averaging over 10 yards a carry. He ran for 178 yards and then threw for another 123 and threw three touchdown passes, ran for a touchdown. I mean, the guy's doing everything, okay? And their defense stinks because Tua, you know, just came along and three touchdown passes himself and they ate him up. But how giddy do you, you know, how bad are things when you're giddy that you lost but you didn't lose in ugly fashion? So stock up. For you Bears fans who are giddy over a loss. The last couple of losses, as a matter of fact. I'll go with that. Oh, Fields is good. Come on. Uh, and I getting know. better. Stock up, Bill. Two quarterbacks, different stages in their careers, different reasons. Number one, Geno Franchise. The Seahawks are in first place. They won yep. again, maybe pointing to what happens when you move on from an older quarterback for some some new life there in Seattle with Geno Franchise. And then Captain Kirk Cousins. They're seven and one. He's wearing chains and mm-hmm. going shirtless on an airplane. Oh, and by the way, stock down is on Adam Schefter for oh. doing the exact same thing last night. That was hideous. That was disgusting. And if you've ever met Adam Schefter, he is about five five. He's a tiny dude, just a kind of a weenie. Very good reporter. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but he's just a weenie and just kind of an arrogant sack of crap. And I've met him a couple of times. I had him on the air once, and I, I'm like, hey, we'd love to have you. Okay, he comes over and he sits down. He's like, yes, no, no, yeah, I'm not telling you that. No. I'm like, well, why the hell did you come over here? So, yeah, him doing the, the Kirk Cousins invitation last night, completely stocked down on there. Yeah, that was that was disgusting. That was an embarrassment. <laughs> that was assault on all of our eyeballs. Um, I'll hit one quick, too. Scott, stock up. Mr. Jim Leonard, Badgers 23-10 over Maryland. Defense yeah. looks great. They're they're in the area for bowl eligibility. They're still alive in the West. They play Iowa. Still alive in the West. When when now what you have to hope is another team ends up with the exact same record they do and Illinois does. So therefore the tiebreakers become different. Otherwise they'll automatically lose because Illinois beat them head to head. But uh, yeah, stock up for the Badgers. Yeah, I, I I'm all in. Big game against Iowa this Saturday. I can't wait. Oh, there you go. And uh, real quick, stock down. 
how does Josh Allen and company, he comes in and throws two, I mean, after looking so good against the Packers, specifically in the first half of that game, to come in and look so bad against the Jets, throwing a couple of picks, a quarterback rating of 46.8. They look like they've already won a Super Bowl. Like, they were like, ah, this is a formality. <laughs> and the Jets, much like the, the Jets did to the Packers, the Jets' uh, defensive front whooped their ass. Five sacks, 11 pressures, two turnovers. Oh! Give it up. So stock down, Josh Allen. Stock up the Jets and that defensive front. Rob Reichel is going to join us coming up next. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Joey on Blue Mountain Road in uh, Waukesha right next to Menards. Man, they were packed last night. No bocce ball last night, but they were packed last night. Good crowd in there. I'm sure it's going to be the same today. Good Italian food on the west side of Milwaukee. We got more coming up. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.